Sentire Media. You are listening to the Latavola Marche Radio Network. And thank you for downloading our little podcast from Italy. My name is Jason. Ciao, and I'm Ashley. And together we have uh, this little podcast <laughs> that we do usually under the covers in our bed uh, early in the morning. It's 8 o'clock in the morning. I look out and on the 22nd of February. I look out the window and it is lightly snowing and minus one degree. Yes, a snowstorm is a Bruin. It feels very wintry, so it's a perfect day for a podcast. Yes, since it's the 22nd of February, we have to wish a happy birthday to the doctor. Dr. Gaji today turns 64 years old, and we're going to Fano. Probably have to slap on the chains to uh, for the car to drive to Fano, and uh, he has a surprise party tonight, which I have a great gift for him. Yes, you do. Tell him all about it. This is so cool. You found this in Greece. So, uh, in this little fishing village of Gitios? Yes. Is, did I say that right? Uh-huh. Or Gitio? Uh, either way, I think. Um, we There was an antique... There's, there's like three spellings and <laughs> like three or four different ways to say every town. It's so confusing, but continue. <laughs> uh, there's a little antique store in this town of Gitio or Gitios. Um, with a wonderful uh, gentleman who uh, owned it for, uh, you know, forever. And he had a collection of antique scales that have, that are kind of like one beam scales that you would hook to the top, uh, hook to a hook in the ceiling, and they have claws on the bottom, and then you use the the little uh, weight slide. counterweight slide. And there's no, mar- there's just markings on it. Um, and you would weigh things, he said even animals, and uh, obviously fish, we were in a fishing village, so it can care- hold a lot of weight, but they wasn't marked in um, Roman numerals, that's for sure. No, it's not marked in the traditional Roman, uh, or what we think kilos and grams, it's called an oka, an oka, and they said <laughs> an oka was about um, 1,280 grams, that's what he says, I, of course, since it's our podcast, we have we have not looked it up at all, but... No, but I am shocked. How did you remember that, too? Because that was an important thing. It was it's, important, but I was like, wow, that's a good memory. And there were just weird little dots on it, and... Um, um, it's handmade. It's from the mid to late 1700s, and the end piece is... I will play, take a picture of it. It's really, really cool. It is really cool. Uh, the reason I got this for him is because uh, when we go to Vittorio, he has a antique scale like this. Um, and that he uses, and we both love it. And we, I've been looking around here for a year trying to find something like that, and I couldn't. And this guy had a dozen. So I bought one for the Godster, and I got myself one. And um, since they're not... Since they're so old and they're not in kilos, it's really just a decorative item. But man, is it cool! It is cool. Uh, so we'll take we'll throw a photo up on uh, online with that. They're as well. really heavy. They are heavy, <laughs> and it just looks cool and old. I know. Where do you want to hang it? I don't know. We'll think about that in the later. kitchen or the dining room. That'll look really cool. So uh, we are back from Greece. We're ready to get back to work and uh, ready for the season to start. Not too. Uh, we have about a month until our first guests are here. So. Starting to freak out. Time is a ticking. I know. Then it's our spring training. <laughs> it's feel- true. It's time to defluff. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
we've definitely um, packed on our winter weight and are waking up from our long slumber of winter. But with all the snow, I'm dying to start burning the fields and the um, and the brush. Like Gachi's taught us to be pyromaniacs. So stay tuned for the podcasts when we start getting down and dirty outside. It'll feel good. It will feel good. But today is not the day for that. No, today we are on a different topic. Yes, we've got in the um, we get about four or five a month uh, emails about people interested in relocating to Italy and uh, looking for advice or reassurance and it makes us think that we should ditch the whole agriturismo thing and become consultants <laughs> but um today we're gonna a- kind of go over that and have some real talk real talk straight talk straight talk <laughs> uh about the mindset and moving to italy and kind of just touch on this because ashley gets these long emails about it and it's kind of hard to sum up in an email how to move to Italy. It's going to be, you really can't do it in a podcast either. No, and for this podcast, we're not focusing on the visa process or so much the bureaucracy, but kind of the um, the emotional side of it and how to stay focused and some of that because that is, the, it's more the intangibles of moving and um, how to, how to, yeah, get in the right mindset of changing your life completely. This is our Oprah episode. Oh, God. See, now, if, if I was listening to this, I, sw- I turned it off. So. All right. Never mind. Never mind. Please don't say Oprah. <laughs> God. Um, this will probably be a little bit all over the place, but so are your emails. So yes. Here so, we go. the first thing is you must mentally prepare yourself. When you decide you want to move to Italy, it, none of this on the fence, oh, someday, I think we should, wouldn't it be nice? If you really want to do this, you have to decide, we are moving to Italy. We're all in. You Yes, you can, it, it just has to be, you have to put all of your energy, shut off your cable, do something every day. If you're sitting there watching TV, you're wasting time. You're not... You're not being. You're not focusing yourself on, on achieving your goal. You have to believe in yourself wholeheartedly that this will happen no matter what. Haters gonna hate. You are gonna be around people at work who think this is a crazy idea. Even family who thinks you're running away from something or abandoning them. It is your choice to move, and go for it. I mean, if this is your dream or something you would want to do. I, I don't know. I say go for it wholeheartedly and don't believe for a moment that it'll fail because if you do believe, think that could happen, then it could. But I, in Jason and our case, there was just not a shadow of a doubt. I mean, we had to believe no matter what that we could do this. So it's such a daunting task. Where do you start? That's a good thing. Where, where do you start? Well, start, we started by first we put a big map of Italy on our wall with places that we went on our honeymoon and we, uh, we made a timeline. We want to move by X. So give yourself a year. And, I mean, be realistic. Set realistic goals. So you want to move in the next two years or the next 18 months or whatever it is. And set those timelines. I want to have all my paperwork done within the next six months. I want to go to Italy within the next uh, three seasons because, honestly, you went to Italy on your vacation or you've been there twice and it's been beautiful and gorgeous. But be realistic. Italy is a beautiful place, but do you love Italy in January when it's cold and the piazzas are empty and the and it's quiet and there's no 
there's no festivals going on. This is real life. You're really moving to this place. So you're going to be there the whole year long. A, all year long. A charming stone farmhouse in the summer is ideal. It is just what you dream of. Cool However, inside. <laughs> the color of the stone in the sunset, it's gorgeous. In the winter, it's effing cold. It we, is really freezing. Yes. <laughs> it's hard to keep warm. You, it's a struggle to move wood. When you live in the country, it is a, yeah, it's a constant battle of the elements. So even though you think of sun-drenched summers and sunflowers, it, there's a, Italy has its winters too. It does. Uh, secondly, enroll in language lessons. You are crazy if you think you're going to move to a foreign country and not speak their language. It's, I mean, our Italian is not perfect by any means. However, we knew that we, in order to assimilate, in order to become part of the community, which is so important with Italians. Now, again, we live in the deep country, so if you're going to move to Rome, it's probably an entirely different But don't, animal. Ass- don't assume that Italians speak English. Out in the countryside, for us, many of our neighbors stopped taking English lessons in fourth grade. So they know a few words. But it's not like you could um, do business or have a real conversation or take your children to school. So these are things that if you're wanting to really assimilate and have a life here, you must know the language. It's crazy not to. And how much farther you'll get in the, the doors you'll open by just knowing a little bit of Italian when you get here. And then they'll help you along the way. But that is, and if you're thinking of moving here, it's a great way to become part of the community is taking lessons with a local or within the um, kind of community setup that they have for for stranieri. Or foreigners. For, for the foreigners. Um, what else? So you need to become, like we're saying, become part of the community and learning the language. Don't get discouraged. Um, don't quit. Yeah, remember, there, there's going to be <laughs> plenty of roadblocks. It's going to be a crazy, crazy... Uh, journey through it. Just think of the difficulties as things you have to overcome to get to it. You're going to cry once or twice. You're going to want to pull your hair out. You're going to throw your arms up in the air and say, this is not, this is crazy. What is going on? You'll probably lose money. You'll be swindled a few times or overpay for rent or who knows, but keep pushing forward. Any of those times of discouragement or, or the times where you feel like, oh my God, what am I doing? Those are those moments where you have to say, I know what I'm doing this for, for a better life or for whatever your reasons are and keep going forward. Those are your determining moments, I think. Um, do one thing every day. Yes. Whether it's a workbook page in your in your uh, Italian language book or making the phone call to the office you need that, that uh, document from for the 400th time. Because it's always busy. Because they took the <laughs> phone off the hook and left it on their desk. I've seen them do it. <laughs> I was shocked. Just do one thing every day. It, progress will come in fits and starts. And... Just remember that the timeline you made and the budget that you made will most likely increase by at least a third on each. So (laughs) have plenty of money and have plenty of time. Um, If your company has an office here and you're transferring, that's 90%. I mean, that's so much of it. You have to also find someone who believes in you, an Italian. So we found our commercialista or our business manager accountant, and he took care of a lot of the Paperwork. We can't even get into the bureaucracy of it all. Because not, not only that, of him taking care of the paperwork, which, yes, was 
incredibly uh, helpful and uh, unbelievable his resources, but it was the emotional support to know that an Italian believed in what we were going to do and thought that he could feel passionate about it too. That was, that was really important. I think, no? Yes. That first relationship with that person, whoever it may be, whether it's a family member or a uh, business associate or whoever, you have to trust them and they have to exactly. go to bat for you. To know you have someone in this foreign land that you trust is, um, is, is deep. <laughs> also, you have to be open to it all. This is, if you are going to constantly compare it to life in the States, life in the UK, stay there. Because you're not going to change the system. It's going to be wonderfully, beautifully, exhaustingly, frustratingly different, but be open to it all. Whether it's the cultural differences or the hours of operation, uh, it's going to change. Time's going to change. <laughs> you want this change if you, like, yeah, exactly. If you don't, if you want the great parts of Italy, but you don't want the frustrating parts to stay home, it's not, you have to take it all, the good, the bad. It's not all peaches and cream all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said. Well, I also have to say that the cultural differences can be really difficult at times, not just, uh, not just understanding they take their siesta and time moves a bit slower, but also, Culturally going, okay, we have to, uh, we lived in New York. You could wear anything you want, any time of the day, run into town and, you know, sweats in a t-shirt or it doesn't matter. Jason running into town even in basketball shorts and tennis shoes. Still gets looks. Still gets looks at times. Flip-flops are not an acceptable foot attire in Italy. <laughs> well, at the beach I, they are. Only at the beach or pool. I rock them all summer long. <sighs> so it's some of those things you kind of pick and choose your battles with that, but, um, the, knowing the kind of cultural coups is very important also. And just be willing to accept it all and think it's all wonderful at first. Even when you show up to town and it's a saint's day that you didn't know existed and every single thing is closed. <laughs> okay, so you've picked your spot, you've got all your paperwork, your visa's in order, you've moved, now what? Well, um, this, is the, this is where the real work begins because now that you're here, you have to become Italian. You have to become part of it. You have to... Become part of a community because the community here is so important. So how do you do that? Um, what we did is we did everything we could to be visible, to be a part, such as you go to the same bar every morning. You'll see the same people. You have, have your morning cappuccino. Eventually someone will... You'll strike up a conversation with someone, or the barista will recognize you. Well, oh. the smaller town it is, the more aware of you they are. That's for sure. But I think even if you live in a bigger city... It's important. It's important. You'll see the same people at the same bar every day. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember the first time we were kind of, like we were noticed at the grocery store was it was snowing, terribly snowing outside, <laughs> and we showed up uh, in the morning and in all of our snow gear. like We had our boots and our snow pants and our jackets and our hats, and the lady looked at us and go, you're not tourists. And we said, no, we're not. We live here. And that was probably about a month and a half. I was going to say, it was about almost two months in. Exactly. Into, into living here. And from that moment on, oh, now the, the, the lady at the, super, at the market recognizes us that we now live here. Um, we offered to give free language lessons in the, uh, in the uh, comune or the, the uh, what do you call it? City... Town hall? I don't know. (laughs) We offered free language lessons to whoever wanted to take it. We didn't know what we were doing, but all we would do is, my name is, you know, and 
it's a way to become part of it. Go to all the little festivals. Go to if you're even if you're not religious, going to church a couple of Sundays is a great way to see people and let people know you're out there too. Um, strike up conversations. We baked things for everyone on our road. We baked tarts uh, and brought them to everyone. Not an Italian thing to do at all, but. That's the way we met the doctor, and that's the way we met Basilio, and that's the way we uh, met a, a few, you know, a lot of people. And it just, it's just being neighborly and becoming part of that community. And it, also remember, it matters not where you're from, but you could be from Timbuktu, but it's your outlook or your age, because we've had a lot of people in like their 60s interested in moving. It just has to do with your outlook, just like Jason's saying, to become part of the community and to to really put yourself out there to you there's if there's a reason you're moving here be part of it and it'll make your it'll make the feeling of loneliness or the feeling of longing of things that were at home much less because now you feel like you belong and um i think it's it's easy if us if you just sit it if you don't really go out and interact with people to feel mm-hmm. alienated or ostracized it's really important to feel like this is your this is now your home and this is now where you live and even though you'll always be Stranieri, or you'll always be a foreigner. If you put that out there, they will. Italians will accept you. They're wonderful, yes. warm people. They're curious. They're <laughs> uh, superstitious, <laughs> but they they are. A, that was one of the things I loved when we first moved here. Um, a friend of ours said, "Oh, you know, don't be surprised. You live so far in the country if you start to feel very isolated." And at times in the winter, when we arrived, we did. But the curiosity of the Italians, they came out to, they would just stop by. Still to this day, five years in, we'd get pop-ins of just people curious to see, oh, there's these Americans living way down this road. What are they doing down here? And who are they? And it's wonderful. Have a coffee ready for them and be ready to chat. This is why you need your Italian. (laughs) (laughs) Um, What else would you say? Um, I would say... Um, uh, people also really concerned about like the infrastructure. It all is yes. <laughs> we have a crazy government. We have nuts. It of, could get crazy. <laughs> could get crazier. We have crazy politicians, but it all works. It's not the third world. We have the same stuff you have in the states or in the UK or in Australia or wherever you're writing us from. It's, you might not have peanut butter, but you make it. You learn to adapt, and and it all works. You there's there the power is on. The water comes. There's gas for your car. It, it's not it's not the third world. It just looks like that sometimes. <laughs> um, and if you're looking for efficiency, choose a different country. <laughs> if you're looking for the everything to work or the the punctuality punctuality or. or or things to get done in a in a time. Move to Holland. Move to Switzerland. No, if you are have that dream of a country farmhouse, be aware of things like water. <laughs> uh, position of the sun yes. compared to your house. Remember, you want a southern facing house if you live in the countryside. If your house doesn't have a southern face, you won't get the you won't get any sunlight in the winter. Have a good relationship with your plumber and or electrician. Make friends in town <laughs> to introduce you to these people because. Mm-hmm. They will vouch for you and they will – now the guy, the plumber or the electrician or whoever it is knows that you're friends with whoever and you're going to talk about the price he charged you or the work he did and it's all about – he doesn't want a bad word getting around. So um, take recommendations from pe- from people. That's part of the reason why we didn't – one of the mistakes we made was we bought a 
small, tiny, tiny little toaster box new car when we moved here. Instead of buying a used uh, um, kind of something that we could carry stuff in, either a pickup truck or a little delivery van thing, because I felt I didn't know anyone here. I couldn't feel comfortable knowing a mechanic or making sure I didn't get ripped off for the used car I was going to buy. So oh, sure. we thought it was better to buy a new small car that really doesn't fit our purposes, but I know it's got a two, you know, it's guaranteed by the manufacturer and it's brand new. It's going to start every morning and that kind of thing. So yeah, it's really important to make friends and, and be sociable, and you'll fe- it'll make your transition here a whole lot better. And don't worry, you'll see your friends and family because <laughs> once you have a place in Italy, the uh, they're all coming. They're all coming out of the woodwork for a free place to stay on vacation. Believe you me. <laughs> So I'm trying to think if there's anything else. I feel like we've gone over quite a bit, and I'm trying to think back to the emails. Oh, we work, get. work. What if you're it? coming here and trying to find work, if you don't, ah. if you're not, uh, if you're not going to start your own, you know, activity or have your own self-employment or, or being transferred by your company by a multinational company, forget it. There is no work here, especially for unless you're highly skilled in some weird... I mean, they... I think, like, English teachers and small projects <coughs> like that, but... If, yeah, unless you know how to be self-employed. And you can do this very creatively, but... Um, if you're an IT person or a writer or a... a artist or... Whatever, whatever, something like that, or you work for a big company, like a like a fiat or a big company that'll transfer for you... It, or looking to do tourism. Or something in tourism that will bring economy here... Um, it's going to be much, much, much more difficult to just come here and figure, I'll find work, I'll make it work. No, you won't. And they won't let you have a visa if, if you don't have a plan either. Um, last thing is a little quote I, loved for, I love from uh, A League of Their Own. And uh, it's at the end where they're <laughs> sitting on the bus. Uh, uh, what's her name? Um, Gina Davis and Tom Hanks. And, and she's saying that it's ch- baseball's too hard. And he says that it's supposed to be hard. If it wasn't hard, everyone would do it. It's the hard that makes it great. And it's true. If The harder it is, the more you have to sacrifice to get here, the more you have to work for it, the sweeter it is, the more, the more you'll appreciate it when you're here. Mm-hmm. And those things that will drive you nuts – will be great because that's what you wanted. You must want it really bad. Otherwise, it will never happen. We sound like a self-help life. I know. If we can do it, you can too. (laughs) (laughs) No, but it's true. I... I don't know. Be real, uh, but be realistic. Set a timeline. Set a budget. Oh, speaking of that, sorry, something we didn't mention. It, you don't have to do it forever. Oh, that's true. Um, a huge thing is that you could come out here. Like for an American, you have a three month um window that you could be in Italy for ninety days, and you could come out for long chunks of time like that. Find a small apartment in a little village and see if you like living here in different times of the year, like Jason was saying, and then start to get to know the people, and then buy a property. Or, or it just, it doesn't have to be forever either. I know sometimes the idea of moving to a foreign country and leaving your family and children, you know, who have kids or these things behind can be really difficult, but you don't have, it doesn't have to be finite. You could do it for eight months and just to know and that you did it for, or a year, you know, it's, it's all possible. Endless possibilities. Um, (laughs) Oh, also kids. We don't have kids, but I, we've seen a couple of, we've known a couple of families who had, um, 
children who um, that were that moved from other countries. The younger they are, it seems that the easier it is. We knew a family who had two small girls who were kind of kindergarten age, and they had no problems at all. They pick it up really easy. It's not. It, it, it was a little, a little bit shy at school the first couple of weeks, and then go full foot stream in. We knew other another family who had teenagers, and it, they had a much more difficult time assimilating in. Um, so I, I don't know. Like I said, I don't have kids, but I would think that would be like if you have a twelve year old, I would think it'd be harder for the twelve year old than it would be for the six year old. Mm-hmm. Um, because uh, yeah, but. Do it. It's a great place to live. We love Italy. I will live here forever. The quality of life is wonderful. It's what drew us here to begin with. And um, there you go. That should answer, hopefully answer... Some emotional questions. Yes. Now that <laughs> the crazy long emails that we get, which which are great. Thank you for sending to them. But it's like... And, and just to know that people are so curious about how we got here. And, and I think part of it is because we have had a really positive experience and not everyone has had that. And it's something we are so thankful for, but that wasn't easy. And every day you have to do something towards it, even still, like Jason said. So, And I think it was a positive experience because we think of it as positively. As your sister said when, about <laughs> month three when she was staying with us, she goes... Uh, this isn't as great as you thought it was. And it wasn't for her because it wasn't her dream. It, she didn't think that freezing at night was charming. charming. <laughs> or all part of it. She was just freezing. And we thought it was it was great. We're learning how to live in the countryside. I can't feel my nose. The tips of my, hand, <laughs> the tips of my fingers are freezing. Um, to us, it was great. To her, it was, it was not so much. So... You gotta um, want it. You gotta want it. Or you got it, or you ain't. <laughs> or, or you got it, or you ain't. Mel Brooks. Well, keep dreaming, keep going for it, and uh, all the prosima. We'll see you in Italy. I get. Um, so, what are we doing this? Now that we're back, we'll, we'll, we'll switch topics, switch gears. What are we doing this week? Oh, I've got to go to Pesaro to take back. Here's another thing. We have a beautiful, uh, Ashley does all, you know, our whole business is on the computer. So we have a, a Mac desktop computer, uh, not that old. It has, uh, like everyone else's Mac, it has problems. We have to drive it an hour and a half to Pesaro, which is the closest authorized place because to get worked on by a Mac. But how far is Pesaro? About an, an hour, hour and, and a half. half. About an hour and a half. <laughs> then they will take it and tell you it'll be back in two. It'll be here in two week. Back in two weeks. So then you drive back. And then you drive all the way back. So it's it, it's not like living in New York where you just take it to one of the seven <laughs> seven Mac stores that, on your way to work. And that's or or you need a part for something. And that's my biggest thing here is sourcing things. The um, we run a we run a business, so I need a lot more weird stuff that there's just not the population here. So, you know, you want to go to the big, huge grocery store, and it's you know 45 minutes away, or you need you need bulk toilet paper, and it's you know again an hour and 10 minutes away. So, again, if you live in a bigger city, that probably wouldn't be as much of a problem. But just sometimes the convenience and the the things you know the the hours and the convenience will just not be there. I agree. This week, besides driving out to Pesaro to drop our th- our computer off, what I'm, are we doing? I'm uh, typing and working on the computer. I'm going to get started in the rooms. I have to start going uh, 
fixing fixing leaky toilets. We need to do a little bit of interior painting. Uh, what else? Going through each room. We have to go through each room and write down everything that needs to be done. Oh my gosh, I know it's time. It is time. Oh my <sighs> goodness gracious. And here comes the snow. Well then that's my cue. I'm going to go throw the chains on the car and dig it out. Put on my put on all my clothes and we need to go lay in supplies. It's supposed to lightly snow all day today and then tomorrow's supposed to be heavy so we've got to go lay in some supplies. We just got some milk and some uh, ham. Ham. <laughs> <laughs> So we have we don't have a lot here for the weekend for when we'll be stuck inside. So it's time to get going and do that. Um, thank you very much for all your questions and comments and, and emails. Um, if you have anything you would like to say, uh, please shoot us an email. Info at latvolamarche.com, L-A-T-A-V-O-L-A-M-A-R-C-H-E.com. You can follow us on Twitter. Uh, you can find us on Facebook by typing that in. You can, what? Oh, Blogspot. Uh, you can <laughs> follow our blog. Uh, YouTube. We've got a few of our videos up, and I'll be working on, I think, the pancetta video this week as well. Um, but, yes, it's time to get going. I, I know. And the book writing it continues. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you very much. Buon compleanno, dottore. Yes, happy birthday to the doctor, and we will talk to you next time. Arrivederci. Sentire Media. Hey, podcast producers and show hosts. Do you want to join a podcast network that celebrates all things Italian? At Sentire Media, we understand the allure of Italy and its unique culture. Our devoted team of hosts and producers are all driven by their shared passion for Italy. And we work tirelessly to create the best lifestyle podcasts and content that will whisk you away to the very heart of Italy. With us, you can savor the mouth-watering flavors, get lost in the stories from the past, break down the cultural barriers, and truly immerse yourself in the vibrant traditions of this intoxicating country. If you have a great podcast idea or are already in production and would like to join Sentire Media, head over to sentiremedia.com. That's S-E-N-T-I-R-E media.com and find out how to submit your show.